0: What's up, everyone? This is David, a.k.a. D. Schnoz, or D.S. Bolt from the Technodrome Collective. You're listening to In Orbit on Mash Those Buttons Network. Hope you all enjoy the show, and may the Force be with you.
1: Guardian, i Guardian.
2: Guardians, and welcome to episode 17 of In Orbit, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Destiny and its community. I'm your host and leader of the Technodrome Collective, Jorge, a.k.a. GoToNRG. Today, I'm joined by the Xbox leader of the Technodrome Collective, Jamie. Say hi.
3: Hey, guys. Hopefully coming through loud and clear this time. Had a little audio mishap the yep. past two episodes, but it seems to be sorted.
2: Yes. Uh, apparently, he accidentally hit the record on his laptop microphone instead of the, the very expensive microphone setup he has, you know. And also joining us for today's episode, a newbie, we have Alan. Say hi. Hey, what's up? And um, Thanks for calling me a newbie. Yes. So, in today's episode, we got a whole list of topics to talk about, Bungie actually gave us something to talk about. Too bad they didn't give us anything to play, but what do I know? Uh, The first thing we'll go ahead and jump into is the big Valentine's event that's coming uh, the Tuesday before Valentine's Day, running one week. Uh, It's a large Crimson Doubles event where you'll be able to get uh, 320 ghosts, a new shader, emblem, and candies. We already knew that was going to be on the size of Festival of the Lost, whereas more of festive decorations around the tower, and uh, just minor things in game, probably a couple quests. However, the community is up in arms, expecting some sort of you know timeline guide, something to basically satisfy their their desire for a big DLC that's supposed to be coming down the line, but. Who knows what's going on. Now, after looking at all this stuff, there's really not much change to the doubles event other than if your partner dies, you get more armor and able to do more damage and are quicker or something along those lines. Is this something that is going to interest you? We'll go ahead and start off with Jamie. Um, I
3: think it is, personally. I think there's um, a bit of stick sticker around, around the bounties, though. There's a lot of people saying that your partner's kills only count towards your bounties and your kills count towards your partner's bounties. Mm-hmm. So I think you're going to have to be on kind of this, a similar playing field, because obviously if you've got one person backpacking the other person, their bounties are going to all, all be done and, and the person that's doing all the work isn't going to get their bounties done. It does look interesting though, but I think most people are expecting you know big expansions or anything, but they have come out and said that they're not going to release any more DLC, so... You know, any anything that's given to us free is 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 a good thing. As far as I'm concerned, it's always nice to have something different to do in the game.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, the that was the big thing that Bungie made sure to let everybody know is, hey, this is going to come out first. Then we have a plans for a much larger drop later on. People still don't read these things and they get upset. <laughs> I don't understand it. Uh, Alan, do you play a lot of doubles, or have you played a lot of doubles, or? Uh,
0: in my experience, I have. I've played a, a quite a bit of doubles when it comes around usually, uh, but the thing is with this, the power of the broken heart buff is if one person is like let's say carrying the other person, just just as, as an example, uh, they get a max out in armor, agility, recovery, and weapon handling, right?
2: Something along so, those lines, yeah.
0: Yeah, so. If by chance, those two other people are not as good, then they are going to get shit on. Yes, like Yeah. So it's basically like trials of Osiris in a way, but with a buff when you're the last person alive, but there's only two people. So
1: Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about that, exactly. So
0: it's kind of it's kind of difficult to wrap my head around. Just uh, one person being like super overpowered all of a sudden, when in all other game modes people are uh, complaining about being about having guns that are like, come on, super overpowered. Last word, Mida.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I definitely see guns, um, auto rifles coming into play a lot in doubles, uh, mm-hmm. just by their nature. If you have two people shooting at one person with the auto rifles, they're gonna fall down really really quickly oh, yeah. it's not to say that you can't do the same thing with scout rifles or even stuff like last word mm-hmm. but the more successful teams I think will be the ones that use auto rifles just because of how fast you can drop somebody with them
0: yeah especially uh, the doctrine of passing oh, oh gosh. my god the
3: doctrine <laughs>
0: <laughs> like the pain of
2: my life honest to god I
3: hate that gun <laughs> oh my
0: yeah uh If two people have that gun and you're the last person alive, even with that buff, you're going to go down really, really quick. Mm -hmm. So uh, that buff should make you basically like a god. Like old, before the patch, Sunbreaker Titan.
2: Yeah. uh, Yeah. So I keep looking at this event and there was an article that came out a very brief article that really didn't say much, but just basically what Deej mentioned that Festival of the, uh, Not Festival of Lost, I'm sorry. Um, the Valentine's event, Crimson Doubles, all that whatever it's called. Crimson Days. Crimson Days, Crimson Ass, whatever. Um, <laughs> basically, the event isn't just going to have the, the Doubles event. It's going to have something else mm-hmm. that's tucked in with it. Mm-hmm. Now... That led to everybody speculating, oh, they're going to release more story, but it seems that in addition to the Crimson Days event, we're going to get a whole new set of exotics. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, it seems like a lot of these exotics are updates of year one. Why do you speculate that? Well, because there's already a lot of exotics in Mm -hmm. the armory that have been shown with the 320. Um, oh, okay, so everybody's over here speculating which exotics from year one are going to be coming in, mm-hmm. which exotics from the whole, like that one that looks like a giant, uh, uh, what's it called, satellite rocket launcher from? The-
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that like the micro, the boom mic thing. Right. I was just like, what the hell is that? So when I first
2: saw it. So there's a lot of people speculating that these exotics are going to start coming out, but mm-hmm. what is the point of having all these exotics? if there's nothing to really use them in. It's cool to go ahead and bring them into into Crucible and that's fine. Every so often you see the the spartan laser aka the sleeper simulant like Alan was using the other night uh, and, and, it's, and it's fun to use those exotics but there has to be some sort of context to use them. What I mean by that is Gallowhorn wouldn't have been the legendary weapon it was if it wasn't the ultimate weapon to use against someone, a boss like, say, Crota, or yeah. um, or Skolas, or even Atheon to an extent. Even mm-hmm. though it wasn't really recommended you use Gallowhorn on Atheon because then he moves around all over the place. But you still could. You could, and and there there were all these bosses that you could destroy with Gallowhorn. Uh huh. There's See, not much. To that here, I mean, are you really going to go back to King's Fall and modify your playstyle to ch- uh, to use, for example, say, Gallahorn Year 2 only on the ogres that are on the bottom part? Because you really can't use a rocket launcher on Oryx. It's not yeah. a smart thing to do. mm mm-hmm.
3: I for me personally, I, I don't think rocket launchers are viable in, in that raid anyway. I mean, the way that raid is designed, it's perfect for a sniper and an LMG loadout, and it always has been. Right. Rockets, yes. especially with the proximity of a I and mean, you know, say you're doing Golgorov, you want to do damage, the Taken spawn what directly behind you on the uh, Taken wave, you'd end up blowing yourself up straight away. I mean, with the way the, other, the old raids were designed, the galahorn was so versatile, it was an obvious a choice of an exotic slot. But in this raid, not so much so. To be honest, even if it did came did come back, I don't think many people would actually use it.
2: Well, my, my whole point isn't so much about Gallarhorn as by itself. It, I'm talking about the exotics as a whole. Bringing all these exotics in, it's I mean, one it's thing to bring them in just for the fun of it, but it's another thing to bring them in for usage. There, it, there has to be... That's how you build uh, the, these memories, the, these 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 mm-hmm. attractions towards using these these exotics. Like like, uh, and I'm go back to Galhorn, The main reason was popular. It was a boss destroyer. <laughs> it yeah. obliterated bosses. But when we already have all this content in Taken King, there's nothing new PVE wise. There's no new story. There's no new quest. We're doing yeah. these quests. We'll get the exotics. Cool. Where do we use them? Why would we use them? That's the, that's the, that's the, that's a big thing. I, I, and it's to go back to old content to use this stuff. I mean, Sleeper Simulant was fun to use on Atheon, but are, are, do you ha- do you think the community has the attachment to Sleeper that they had with Galahorn? Oh, no, no, absolutely yeah, not. No, 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 no. And and, yeah. and I think the big reason why was. There was nothing, I mean, the, what is it, the the Taken King, I mean not the Taken King, the King's Fall Raid had already been out by the time we got Sleeper Simulant.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It had been out for a bit. We had already mastered how to do that raid using Touch of Malice, using an LMG, getting yeah. a, into positions, there was already cheeses figured out for the raid. So we already had all this time with the raid and then all of a sudden we get Sleeper Simulant and we were just like, cool, I use it in a couple things and then I put it away. And I, and I fear that if they introduce new stuff and new exotics, it's cool, I have this stuff and then they put it away. I mean, I was, I was the most excited person when they brought back Bones of Yao, the, yeah. the hunter boots, but I can count on my hand how many times I've used those, those boots since then. Even in the even in the raid, I use the the regular triple jump. I have no desire to have to go put on these boots, switch back over and and then move on just for that one jumping puzzle. There's no yeah. point
0: I and, use them every single day like because that's part of my build for my hunter uh-huh. uh, I use them specifically for movement speed in the crucible, more movement in uh in Charles Osiris uh. Did you guys see the whole one v three trials thing with Ramblin?
1: Yeah. Oh the, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, he was using that build specifically with Night Stalker Hunter, smoke smoke grenades, envenomed, vortex grenades, last that, word. That It's like a pro at
3: shade step. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, yeah. He was using that like it was just an extension of his like body. It was it was ridiculous. I was just like, what? This is this guy's a god.
2: Like. Right, but, yeah. but as a, as a whole, as a, as a whole, because mm-hmm. he's obviously an outlier. Yeah, uh, yeah. As a whole, um, when um... these new exotics came in, or these updated exotics—a combination of the two—it mm-hmm. was cool for like a week and a half, maybe two, and then nobody really talked about them.
3: Problem I have is I think it's a bit too a bit too much. It's a little too late for it, basically. I think the exotics should have been available from the inception of Taken King, rather than, you know, feeding us a little out. couple of exotics every time and then, you know, using that as, a, as an update tool. I don't I don't really agree with that. I mean, the Warlocks still don't have some exotic boots, even though there was some data mined, I believe. Mm-hmm. The Transversive Steps, I believe they were called. And then there's obviously that Warlock helmet, the Astrocyte Verse, that was also yes. data mined. I mean, why, why haven't we seen them? I mean, you know, we're quite a few months into Taken King now. They, I think they should have all been available, and then every exotic would have got. The attention that it deserves. I mean, a lot of players have dropped off now, and not having yeah. that complete pool of exotics available to us, I I think is an issue, personally.
2: Right. Uh. By the way, when you said that whole thing, I honestly thought you said transvestite steps. Anyway, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Uh, oh, wait. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. I, I. just. I don't see any real value added to bring these exotics. That's not to say that they shouldn't be in the game. I just. I'm looking at this, I'm like, cool, that, that, that's awesome that they're going to be in the game. But what value does it really add to the game? And unless there's some sort of activity that, that kind of pushes you, hey, maybe you should use this exotic. For example, Oryx fight, it pushes you to use that touch of malice. That mm-hmm. touch of malice is, is, I mean, it's not absolutely essential. But you find yourself using that touch of malice on that Oryx fight, on those daughter fights. And it's useful in other situations, but you think, okay, I have an experience with this Touch of Malice because I used it on this fight, and it was around the time that it came out, so I know, okay, there's some sort of attachment with that boss and that that exotic. Right now, no event, exotics coming out, that's cool, but I I fear that we're going to have the same thing, where as soon as we got that new set of uh, exotics for the updated year two, Dragon's Breath was cool for two weeks at most, and then people put it away. And yeah, people pull it out every so often on certain boss fights, and very rarely do you see it in the Crucible, like when you're doing Rift or Control. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I I don't see the attachment that people had in year one, especially with the exotics, and that's partially Bungie's fault. I mean... Do you mean
0: you don't see the attachment of the guns in year two, the exotics in year two... As though as we had with
3: the exotics in year one. Yes and no. Um I mean overall I think the thing that diminishes that is the acquirement of said exotics. I mean Oh uh, yeah. Ch- I mean chasing Galahorn year one or chasing any weapon year one. I mean for me it was red death. I couldn't drop a red death to save my life. It was the <laughs> last year one exotic I had, and it was my you know, my golden goose. I could mm. not find it. And when I found it, just you know you how you feel when you finally drop that exotic. I mean, I got it from Atheon like a couple of weeks into House of Wolves. I mean, that's how long yeah. it took me to get it. Cause every time Xur sold it, I, I, I missed the weekend he was selling it. Wow. So I think oh, the actual acquirement of those exotics felt 10 times better in year one. I mean, oh, yeah. three of coins like... completely diminishes that because you know, you're dropping an exotic engram every, you know, two, three games or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man. But... Um, when I I agree with you completely on that, but I think it's a little bit better for the people playing now to get the exotics a lot faster because you don't want to be playing or you, you don't want to be feeling like it's a grind every single week to go back and just farm and farm for those exotics, especially with the nightfall now. Uh, just completely, just you just get shit, man. There's really nothing that you, uh, that you have to run it for besides like legendary marks or something. Um, with the year one exotics coming back, uh, the one I am looking forward to most, I believe is the icebreaker. That's the only one I'm looking forward to mostly because I believe that you can use that in the Oryx fight a lot better than you can use any other type of sniper and you can just use a scout rifle, like a regular scout rifle for uh, for ads and just works in general. Any
3: thoughts? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's the Vex. I love the Vex. <laughs> 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 I, I really wish they would put a year two version of, um, the raid exotics definitely, especially mm-hmm. with necrochasm as well. I mean, necrochasm was garbage, but <laughs> yes, 95% of the time that we are available to play it at its current light level, and it was only, what, a week before the Taken King that they mm-hmm. actually fixed it, and it actually became a viable, good weapon. And mm-hmm. then, and then t- Taken King came out, bam, it's not viable anymore, because the light level's too low. And that mm-hmm. was kind of annoying. It's like, you know, I've, I've been wanting to use this weapon. You know, I got it the second week into Crota hard mode. I dropped the Crux the, the second week in. And I had, you know, I had the Elon ally ready to, to upgrade. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's kind of annoying more than anything. That we don't have these exotics available to use at the current light level.
2: I I have a feeling that Thorn's coming back sooner rather than later. Um, oh yeah, with I, the current meta. And I can... well, it's not so much the current meta; it's just that's the one gun that, and last word, the bungee refuses to properly address, and it has to do with the lore behind the gun. They they want mm-hmm. that gun to be powerful. They they like that story of. Uh, renegade Hunter, Shin malfur and, and what's the other one Dragon year Dragon year um, th- they love that story and, and, and they'll never give that story up. Um,
3: I, mean, I think personally for me, i wouldn't really mind fawn being year two as long as the acquirement process for that gun was the same as year one. i don't want someone in year two to pick up a primary exotic engram. Bam it 's a fawn. I want them to go through the bounty that we had to go through to get it. Because acquiring that gun is a feat in itself in year one. Obviously, you can farm it. There's plenty of ways to farm the Crucible kills. But for most players that didn't farm it, that is an achievement in itself, just obtaining that gun. So I think if the acquirement process is on the same level in year two, then I'd be quite happy with that. I mean, Crucible, for me, hasn't felt this balanced in a long time. Because overall, mm-hmm. it is very balanced. I mean, there's a couple of guns that need a bit of tweaking. Oh, obviously, the last word. I don't <laughs> think Mida's too much of an issue. I think Mida's
2: just... Mida's just fine. popular, yeah. yeah, it's just oh,
3: popular. Yeah. It's definitely not overpowered. I mean, I can, I've can i outgunned a Mida plenty of times. It's mm-hmm. just, just down to gun skill at the end of the day. But there is a, obviously the couple of guns that need a bit of attention. But overall, I actually like the current Crucible meta. I think it's... Mm-hmm. So it's been the most balanced that ever has been since Vanilla.
2: To be honest, I, I don't even think last word is, is, a, is a huge problem. It, it's just very, very good at what it does at close ranges and people like engaging at that close range. Uh, the biggest offender in normal Crucible is Thorn just because of the range. I'm doing, what is it, 73 on a headshot from, from pulse rifle to scout rifle range. It's ridiculous, Um, and I shouldn't be doing that. And just, I would prefer that they made that poison when you do headshots, because body shots, it's just like, whoa, this is way too easy. I'm just, Mm -hmm. just three body shots, you walk away, they're dead.
3: Yeah, I 100% agree on that. That definitely should be a critical critical hit um, buff from that. I mean, hitting someone in the foot twice and then just walking away and forgetting about them how it used to be, it was just (laughs) terrible. You could just hit them in the hand, and, they, and then you, you're completely fucked, basically. And then obviously they, they know exactly where you are. They can see the, the numbers popping off your yeah. health as they walk away. So yeah. you know speaking exactly of, where they're going to.
0: Speaking of the, the numbers and seeing exactly where they, they, uh, they are, uh, a, f- a couple of weeks ago I was listening to, uh, I believe it was Crucible Radio, or some, something along the lines, but they said uh, instead of it doing damage over time, what they should do is give it kind of a, a keen scout or a hunted perk, where you tag someone, maybe, maybe in the head or something, right? And it's just uh, you see where they are instead of the little numbers popping off, you see what, exactly where they are. That's the dam- the damage over time. Uh, you change it to that, but it could still it's still a really good gun to use without the, the. Uh, Additional damage over
2: time. The problem is, Bungie would never do that because that would run counter to the story. of yeah. Thorn.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, on that subject, though, I love running Keen Scout on Hunter and Crucible, and a lot of people don't. <laughs> I like wearing. I can't remember the um uh, the Graviton, Graviton forfeit. Forfoot. Yeah, I, I'll wear the Graviton forfeit. Keep Keen Scout on, then I still get my Shade Step. Mm-hmm. That works really well.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So. I think we covered that Valentine's event pretty nicely, Uh, just the upcoming possible things that will be coming, uh, what Mm. we know, what we don't know. Chocolate ghost shells. Let's Let's talk about probably the biggest news to really come out um, and that's the quote-unquote firing of the CEO. The reason I say it's quote-unquote because they say he stepped down. But that's more of a push-out than anything else. Um, Mm -hmm. Basically, Bungie's uh, CEO. No more. Harold Ryan. He's no more. Um, And he got replaced by the COO. um, What's his name? I forgot. Keith Parsons. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Harold Ryan's gone 15 years. And it just seems weird that this happened the week after they mentioned that Destiny 2 was delayed. Mm-hmm. Now, I, and we all know Destiny 2 was never announced, but it was highly understood that, that these things have a specific schedule. Uh, the original plan was supposed to be, according to what we have from leaked documents and, and all these different sources that Kotaku and what, whatever has been reporting. You have the main game, two DLCs, then you had Taken King, or at the time it was called Comet, and then two more DLCs. Mm-hmm. Well, we have, we've we had Taken King, we haven't had the two DLCs, we haven't had a mention of two DLCs, which is why if you noticed during that summer when, when people were like, oh, well, where's what about the season pass, and they were like, well, we're not, re- we're not gonna, do- right now we're, we're just focused on the main game. Mm-hmm they already knew from back then that there was going to be an issue with regards to dlc and the 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 ceo was under huge pressure by activision hey we need to make money we need to make money big time and we, we you're under contract to, to have specific things come out mm-hmm. that was one thing that that they had to that had to back off of and basically get approval from Activision to basically not release DLCs and make uh, timed events.
3: Yeah. I mean, the problem with having a publisher like Activision, and a lot of people don't understand that, obviously, Activision is the publisher, Bungie is the developer. I mean, the, the publisher has a massive, massive influence on the developer. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, you know, blame Bungie, blame Bungie. But they're getting their funding from Activision. And if the Activision wants something to happen, damn right, it's going to happen. Because mm-hmm. they're not going to get the funding. They can't go, well, no, we don't want to have that in the game. Because they have, they're so influential on where, that, on where the game goes. And I think people need to realize that that a publisher does have a very large say in how the end product is, yeah, and and the development of that product.
2: Right. Um, So we already knew that there were there were things going on with with the DLC being changed around. That was a huge knock against uh, what is it, Harold Ryan? And the story as well. The the story. Story, that that right, was is- that. That was the that was the first huge knock against uh, against Harold Ryan at the beginning, the, yeah. and I'm talking about the original story.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean that whole thing was bungled from the beginning, which caused the original story writer, and I forget his name now, to to leave when they basically told him, "We're cutting this story up. We're doing it our way. Mm-hmm. Like you can go. Like you you screwed this up."
0: So there has basically been problems since the very beginning of destiny Destiny's like right uh coming up right right it's uh we can't really say that it's heralded, like specifically there may have been problems between uh other like other higher ups in the in bungie Right. and that's what, been, that's, what ah, that's what's been causing the whole issue all the issues lately
2: but, but let, let me come at come at you from a, from another perspective say i'm the boss of a company mm-hmm. and i have a partnership with uh another company who's supplying me all this money mm-hmm. they come at me and they, they want it's like we have a huge project that we that we want completed we need it completed we need certain things completed on certain dates.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We, we know that your team is strong. We, we've seen your, your, your work. This is a completely new endeavor. Are you, able to, are you up to the task? Company says, uh, the company boss says, yes, we're up to the task. All right, first deadline is a couple years from now on this specific date. Mm-hmm. You, uh, so you, you have, you're, you're setting the whole project up and, you, and then you have to go back to, to that person and say, we're not going to be able to complete it by this date. That's a huge knock number one right <laughs> there. So then it gets delayed another year. Everything they had before gone because the, 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 the original project was set up a certain way, completely gone. They have to change the project. So now when, it, when, the, when you get the, the, the first part of the project, it's completely different than what was originally intended. Fine. Everything's gone or everything that was supposed to be there gone. Half the team's gone and then you have this project that doesn't really know what, what it is. Mm-hmm. Knock number two, you come back to, to the original uh, people after that first year and like, look, we can't give you the, uh, how it was originally. We have to change things around, and, and we want to do some things, some things differently. Knock number three right there. Then you go back to that original person and say, look, for the, for the third year, we have plans for another thing, and uh, we, we can't really do it at this date, so we have to push it back even more. At a certain point, if you keep saying these things to the, to the people who are funding you, they're going to be like... What are you doing? It's like all our other projects are are working on time, they have multiple teams, they have the resources that the same amount of resources that we're giving you. You're supposed to be the experts of of this Mm -hmm. and yet, you're constantly bungling it around. At a certain point, we need a project, we need something streamlined. And you're, you're over here going in this direction, you're over here going in this direction, this direction. You're not putting out the project that we need. Mm-hmm. Somebody, needs take, somebody needs to take the sword. So you think Activision is the one that, uh, um,
0: I almost that helped,
2: helped I almost, push him I almost guarantee you Activision was like, look, you've already failed us multiple times. We asked for a specific project. All our other projects are coming out on time.
1: Mm-hmm
2: this was supposed to be making us big bucks and all we keep hearing is negative feedback
1: i can see how
0: i can see how that would uh that would push them to like to get them out of there i mean so many failures in a row just like what can you do you're you're, you're your company you're trying to make money and the guy that is in charge uh and come coming you every single time with uh just we can't do this, we can't do that, it's not ready, all that. Uh I could see how it would push a company to maybe uh how do I say it? Uh just kind of push them out the door, get out of here, get someone else in that you uh, that you believe is a better person for that project, like Pete Parsons.
2: See, here's the thing. I don't even think that Activision really thinks that Pete Parsons is the solution. Mm-hmm. He's just a stopgap. Mm. But if he proves himself, then go, I'll go ahead. Yeah. But, but here's the problem. It's just, I think Activision expected. They Too expected. When Bungie, when Bungie came to Activision with the project, they already knew B- Bungie had a solid track record of de- delivering solid games, very little bugs, and it was widely accepted in the community. Mm-hmm. That's what they expected with, <clears throat> with Destiny. Since day one, it's been maligned with issues and bugs and glitches. I mean, <clears throat> I think Destiny is, more, is, is as famous for delivering these, these giant group raids and stuff as they are for the glitch of Crota, the glitch of this, the glitch of that. That doesn't look good for a project when you're known for glitches. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, I mean th- th- every raid boss we've had has had glitches. <laughs> <laughs> like, every raid boss.
2: And, 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 and to constantly like, to see the biggest stories on like Kotaku or whatever, oh, you can defeat Crota by pulling out the land cable. You, if, you, if, if Call of Duty had something like that, it'd be a joke. Like, mm-hmm. Destiny is seen by a lot in the community as nothing but a giant joke because of these issues, and they're constantly not being fixed or being addressed. And yes, th- yes. and
3: I that... Think, Go ahead. I think one thing we've got to kind of remember is that this is very much a first-time venture for Bungie. Obviously, they've done plenty of other games in the past, but for this this archetype of game, this style of game, they, they've even openly admitted it that they are complete. They're going into it completely fresh, oh, yeah. as long as they're learning from these mistakes, then you know Destiny Two is going to be really good. As far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. if they listen to the community and they they learn from their mistakes, then I don't think it even really matters who the CEO currently is, as long as the developers are learning from from what they've from what they've learned from
2: Destiny 1. And I would agree with you except for the fact that Activision is a company that answers to its shareholders and if they constantly see issues going on where it could affect sales of a future game, then they're going to basically make giant cuts to a certain project, in this case Bungie, where I see that look, they, got, they basically forced out the CEO. They basically forced out the main story guy. They basically forced out a lot of the old team that was there before because of quote-unquote incompetences. And at a certain point, that affects the product. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just it, 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 it might be too many failures too soon for an untested product and they should have been, I don't know, the, the, at a certain point it, c- it catches up to you and you lose control of what you were, were setting up and what you wanted to put out there.
3: I mean, I think as well it's going to stop people investing into the second game. I mean, a lot of people that have played Destiny 1 have you know gone into it, dropped off, they're off the radar now. and because of their experiences in that year one or even year two of destiny, that's going to stop them buying the second iteration of that product. So in a way, I agree with you there and that perhaps the the failures of the first game have been, have been too high. And I, I think, I believe they have. I mean, I love the game. I mean, I wouldn't be here talking to you guys right now if I didn't love the game, but it does worry me that, you know, perhaps that, that, player base will drop, and then Destiny 2 won't be the success that it should rightfully be if it is a much better game than number one.
2: Oh, I, I guarantee you Destiny 2 will not put up the numbers Destiny 1 did, unfortunately. Yes.
0: Why
3: do you think that?
2: People came into Destiny 1 for the name Bungie. I
3: feel betrayed, I think, more than anything. Over the course of the two years?
2: Right, i I think the number was was like around ten million sold, which is mm-hmm. which is cool. But I don't see them making or selling ten million copies. It has to be a it, it, Destiny Two has to be a game that blows people's expectations
3: mm-hmm. from the very beginning. Blows it, yeah. From, and as sad as it is, it's never going to have the player base of a Call of Duty game. It's never going to have the player base of a Grand Theft Auto game. Mm-hmm. I mean. They're, they're exceptionally good games. Um, not in well, not so much Call of Duty. I don't really like Call of Duty, but Grand Theft Auto, like as a product, is exceptional, and it's outsold every platform it's been on. It was top of Steam sales the, the week, it, the moment it came out. Mm-hmm. It was, it's still bestseller on Steam now, and it's still bestseller on any Xbox marketplace or PlayStation marketplace. I mean. <laughs> Those kind of numbers would be amazing in a Destiny game because obviously the players build the experience. I mean, there's only so much of, a, of an experience you can get from a game. But if you've got the player base behind you, then that will only elevate the game even higher. Mm-hmm. And right. I would love to see the player base reach something of a Grand Theft Auto level, but unfortunately, it's just it's not going to get there. It's see,
2: really not. See, I'm actually glad you brought up Grand Theft Auto because that's... That's kind of uh, an analogy I wanted to get to where players have a relationship with Rockstar. They see Rockstar for putting out quality product. Red Dead Redemption, obviously Grand Theft Auto. Um, I forget what...
3: Even better still, for free. I mean, how many updates has Grand Theft Auto 5 had? I think they've had about 8 or 9 updates. Obviously some small, some large, but the heists Mm -hmm. and everything. How much did they ask for the players for heists? Nothing absolutely nothing
2: yeah completely free and that game from is day one that game is humongous enormous the, the game is and and I, and i know it's not apples and oranges with regards to destiny but at a certain point it's just it, it, to constantly the, these updates or the the main game was not huge was not big enough and we were expecting updates to the game more frequently and these updates have been minor minor events that don't change or add anything to the story don't change or add anything real to the PVP or or add new experiences i mean sparrow racing was cool but it was just it was for 3 weeks and now it's gone we have nothing to replace it and there's a lot of people that love doing sparrow racing it was an escape from different things whilst, right it was a, an escape from regular destiny while still being in destiny I love Sparrow Racing it was a fun thing biggest thing about it was it was playing with all your friends in the same room six people knowing that only people in that match were those six people
3: mm. showboating yeah show- <laughs> <It's> <laughs> the only, it's the only it's the only activity in destiny so far where you could showboat and you could have a six player fire team made up of all your friends and you can go you know what I think I'm going to be faster than you, and you can nudge people off the maps. And, you know, ev- that was something that Destiny needs. To be honest, I don't think it's that hard to, um, to implement private matches into, their, into the current game, but they just won't do it. They will not do it.
0: Yeah, and then people have to go to the extreme, like in the, in the sweaty community, to go get into a tournament with, like, 400 other, other teams just to play against each other in uh, 3v3.
2: It took, them, it took the one group, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, man. There was a tournament that was set up recently. And, uh, Just to get in the same game with each other. It was two hours to set yeah. up. It was oh. two hours set up. Uh, I forget his name. Lumi. Luminosity. Luminosity, there you go. Mm-hmm. Like He was supposed yeah, to join, uh, to, I forget, it, I think it was uh, Pope Bear or whatever, on something, something for, for Planet yeah. Destiny. It makes
3: me laugh when people mention Destiny in the same breath as esports. Because it's just, <laughs> it's not there. It's really not. You don't, have, you don't have the private lobbies. You don't have the the variable settings to set up. You know, you, there's nothing there that promotes an esport community. And if they did do that, then there would be a Destiny esport community. And they would then generate yeah. more revenue from that. I mean, it's a massive, massive hindsight on their part. They could be generating so much more revenue that pe- could be pushed back into this game or into the next.
0: Uh-huh. The player base is just, the player base wants it. I mean, yeah, more than anything, I want it more than anything. The, if you look at how many people watch that tournament on Twitch, it's, it's ridiculous. Like everyone just like, you saw just a massive amount of people just, just, just go to Twitch just to watch that. And it's just, they don't. Make it easy for us just to play with our friends. You have to wait for two hours just to just to have one match. I mean I pulled it off once. Once.
3: Once? We managed to get a team of six in with a team of six and we had so much fun. Mm -hmm. So much fun. But obviously when a player lags out or drops out, it just causes Mm -hmm. issues. But when we were actually in there, six v6, we knew everyone in the game. We were all in a party at the same time with each other. It was so much fun. Mm -hmm. So much fun. I just wish that could be something that could be
2: implemented. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. So, um... <sighs> since we're already on the topic of the Crucible, let's go ahead and talk about the laggy banner since it's going on right now with the Rift. I've had
3: the most awful experience with Rift. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I don't, I don't mind the game type. I don't. I actually enjoy the game type. The lag has been horrendous for me. I don't know if it's just me, or you know, and my internet connection. I don't believe it is, though, because all my other games work flawlessly online. But, um, so I think I had about 12, 13 games where we were winning, and it just lagged me out. It black screened me. Oh. Tried to reconnect, kicked me out. So I don't get my medallion for it. Even if I did lose, I don't get don't get any rep. And that is annoying as hell. There was one game I was playing on um, Pantheon. We were with, Our team was up by a good amount of points. I mean I think we were like 10,000 to 2,000. It was almost on the point of being a mercy rule. And then all of our all of our team hit a black screen. Oh. Reconnected me into the game. There was no players on the map. There was no ammo boxes on the map. I was walking around a a completely blank Pantheon map. It was just a canvas. Mm-hmm. I was like what the hell and we're like we're still in the game. I'm, I'm you know I'm looking at the roster. We're still in the game even weirder the kill feeds coming up there's a kill feed coming up but i can't see any players on the map my radar's completely blank so i go around looking around for players and i i believe i don't know it might have been a lag switch it probably was because their team just shot up their points just kept going up and up and up and up and up and they ended up winning the match
0: you just watched them murder you
3: yeah. Well, I, I, I didn't even die. I was walking around mm-hmm. a blank map just watching the kill feed of all my other teammates die. Mm-hmm.
2: I, had, yes. I had one of the worst matches yesterday. It wasn't, it wasn't bad points-wise. I mean, we lost by, it was like 2,000, something like that. The problem is we should have won. And when I mean, what I mean by that is we had the spark. We're at the rift, we're walking directly through the rift and the animation to slam is not happening at all. Ooh. I'm standing inside the rift and it looks like how it looks when, when you stand inside the blight during the orcs fight and we're just mm-hmm. staying there like, what do I have to do? I'm jumping inside, inside, <laughs> running around, running in and out of the rift, it won't activate the rift for, for, like the slam the spark. And I get killed. So we only get the, what is the, 800 points for the four, uh, four circles plus the 350 points for carry? Mm-hmm. when if it slammed, uh, we would have gotten, what, 16, 17,000, almost 2,000 points, whatever. Have
3: mm-hmm. you ever had the, um, the classic Rift clash happen to you? What? And if you have. So right, we pick up the Rift, we score it. No problem. It's a little bit laggy. But we've got the first score, so we're waiting at the Rift. Killing everyone, making sure that we're going to get it again. It doesn't spawn. We're like, okay, we'll just go around killing. It did not spawn for the entire match. It spawned once, <laughs> and that was gone. And it was gone. It just turned into a Clash match. I'm like, what the hell is this? That happened five, six times. I mean, I'm, I, Rift I, main on, I main on an Xbox mainly, so I don't know if it's just an Xbox issue or a PlayStation. I do do both. I do run both consoles. Uh, mainly on an Xbox, and that's what I've been playing Iron Banner on. But yeah, it just turned into a Clash match. Couldn't believe it. And that happened multiple times.
0: Were you playing with people of another country?
3: I, I normally am, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm normally always playing with people from a different country.
0: Uh, from, what I, what, from what I've been hearing, uh, the closer you are, obviously, the better the connection. But they haven't really addressed other uh, uh, being super far away from each other. Uh, and that creates a lot of lag, like me and another friend, he's from Florida, I'm from California. We want to play together. And every single time we go into trials, it's just, he's always lagging because he is, he's in another part of the country. So it's just like, like there's, they haven't addressed that. I know they they've been addressing all the issues with, uh, with lag in, in the crucible. But when it comes to being with other people from far away, that ends up ruining the game for me and maybe for you in, in that regard with, uh, with Clash with, Clash, with uh, Rift.
3: I mean, I know dedicated servers cost money and it's obviously, it's all money, 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 money.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But if you try and lag switch on a dedicated server, you don't lag anyone. The only person you lag is yourself and you lag yeah. yourself out the game perfect. Honest to God, it literally wipes out any lag switching issues whatsoever. And yeah, okay, the inception of it might, it might take a, a fair amount of money to get the servers up to, you know, a place where they can be like when they can run off a dedicated server like client, But mm. uh, it, it stops all those lag switching. And I mean, a lot of people, we like to blame lag switching as soon as something not quite right happens. They'll outright say, damn, lag switching, lag switching. That's not the case. I reckon one out of 10 games that are lag for you are actually mm-hmm. being someone lag switching you mm-hmm. because a lot of the time it's just standard connections. Mm-hmm.
0: The first day for me of the siren banner was still completely laggy because they didn't implement it until the next day, the, the, uh, matchmaking update. Right. So I was like, I was going into games. And you get the entire team with like yellow and red bars and he's just like, oh, come on. And we just, <laughs> we just get obliterated. It was so bad. And then the next day it was a little bit better, not too much. So you still see some lag every so often, but not as much uh, as the day before. Um, so my experience with lag in in the Iron Banner this time, not so bad since they implemented that, but... I do have a problem with it, uh, with me going into the, uh, into rift, iron ba- into iron banner solo this time. Cause I, you get a team that just does not work together. One, like three people go off, do their own thing, get the rift, die immediately. Uh, it's just, it's just really bad. But when I play with other people like Jorge, the other day and it's just It's so much fun and the teamwork involved just makes it like super, super competitive and it's really, really fun.
1: The, it just, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it doesn't feel like, uh,
0: like you're just constantly losing, right?
3: I mean, yeah. I completely agree with you. I mean, this Iron Banner this time round definitely promotes teamwork. It definitely promotes playing the objective because the objective gives you so much points. If you play that Rift correctly, if you pick the Spark up, you're consistently slamming it, you're going to mercy rule a team in three minutes flat. If you can pick that Spark up three times in a row and drop it in their Rift, done. I mean, that's one thing I do like. I mean, Iron Banner control, where it is obviously... Oh, I more hate that. <laughs> it will <more laughs> It's not control. It's just clash. Yeah, no, yeah. One, no one caps any of the zones. And to be honest, once you've capped B, <laughs> you're mm-hmm. set. If you can camp yeah. B out and then spawn trap them, then you've won the game. But mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people don't play it that way. But this time around with Rift, I completely 100% agree with you. If you've got a team, it's so much fun. I think Mm -hmm. when we were running as a six-man team, we lost one match out of 25-odd. It was ridiculous. We were just steamrolling every team Mm -hmm. because our coordination was just on point. Mm -hmm. I did then play a couple of games after when they went offline. I think I was like two, three matches off rank five. So I was like, "Us fine. I'll stay up. Played it solo and had a completely different experience with it where you'd have the same guy picking up the spark he would like run the wrong way, he'd get himself instantly killed, and it's just like, stop picking it up, for the law yeah. love of God. <laughs> but I completely agree with you. I mean, teamwork this time is definitely much better than the previous iterations of the Iron Banner we've seen.
2: Mm-hmm. I Actually, see, I'm, I'm cool with Iron Banner being riffed. I really am because, more than anything, it's basically the 6v6 version of Trials of Osiris. A death in Rift is as costly to the team as it is in, Iron- as it is in Trials of Osiris. What I mean by that is this, especially if you're on a map such as Cathed- Cathedral of Dusk. You die in Cathedral of Dusk, you're spawned all the way back at your Rift. And if the rest of your team is at, at the spark, you just gave the other team a competitive advantage over you because you couldn't stay alive. On a side note, I hate that map. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I completely I, agree with I, you. I anyway. think everybody hates that map because it's l- at the risk of sounding dirty. It's long and it's not… It's th- the size. It's, it's yeah. long and it's, it's not it's thick. It's just very thin.
3: The size of the map does not suit the game type. Whatsoever. Actually,
2: I, I disagree with you. If anything, that's the ultimate rift map, and it promotes <laughs> you staying alive. It's not. It, it's not fun if you're the team who's constantly dying. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly set up for rift because it it it, it 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 forces you to know that okay, I die, they get the they get the, the spark, and they can go from any which way any which direction, and they have total control for rift. It seems really unfair and it stinks, but Mm -hmm. that map was perfectly made for Rift. Another map that actually works very, very well for Rift is just on a smaller scale than Cathedral of Dusk, is Pantheon. It's basically a shorter version of uh, Cathedral of Dusk. It's -hmm. just people hate Cathedral of Dusk because of how long it is Mm -hmm. compared to Pantheon. On Pantheon you die, you can get back to, to the middle area pretty quickly. So, there's l- less of a penalty for dying than there is yeah. on Cathedral of Dusk. I'm not, defend- I'm not defending the map because I think there's still things about that map I don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it definitely- it's perfect for Rift to learn the mechanics properly. That- that's where I basically learned Rift on that map.
3: I think for the um, smaller maps as well, it's kind of... Baiting your opponents to how close your relic while well, the spark runner is mm-hmm. because you don't want to kill them If the spark runner is still mid map because they'll respawn directly there Full mm-hmm. health, they'll be ready to go So you want to try and get your spark runner as close to that objective as you can Then wipe the team out and then you're completely home dry because mm-hmm. they'll still be in their spawning screens So I think playing Your kills even tactically do help a lot as well because obviously you don't want to just take them down, let them respawn, their full health, your half health from the previous engagement, I mean there's a lot of tactics that go into it.
2: Right. Uh, if anything, the smaller maps don't work as well for Rift and I, and I know they kept pushing this one, I think Bannerfall is actually a terrible map for Rift. Really? I think it's amazing. Well, and, and, so I and, had and, a lot and, of fun and, on that map. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's fun but here's, here's the thing for Rift. The game mode boils down to a couple things. Staying alive, working as a teammate to clear the spark, having someone specifically there for the spark while everybody else is clearing stuff out. And then uh, just pushing forward as a team. On On a game map as Bannerfall, there's little to no penalty for dying. So, you, so you, you don't have the situation where it, if you die, I mean, yeah, you're, you're putting your team at a disadvantage, but you can quickly get back to, to the spot and, and go back to the, and, and, and help your team out. That, that just doesn't happen with regards to um, the Bannerfall. And another thing that they do need to fix is that that respawn is just it, it doesn't make any sense why they, they, they put you back at the rift defend or, or close to the rift instead of penalizing you for, for dying. Like, at a certain point, when you, when you clear all the enemies out in front of you, you should be able to go to the spark and, and slam it down. It's just, there's, there's, you don't get that. They need to rework that mode a bit, and they need to basically force that penalty on people. That way they understand, hey, I can't be dying. I'm going to quickly get destroyed.
3: Hmm. I mean, I, I going on from that as well. Obviously, we've had all these implementation, uh, these different like crucible matchmaking um, kind changes. of changes implemented. So I'm hoping that the feedback from that will you know, just reinforce the matchmaking as it is. Yeah. obviously, you know, I hope that test data is going to work out
2: okay. to be an advantage to them. Oh, those, the, those changes, uh In fact, let's go ahead and talk about those changes because they've been a little controversial. I think they caused more stink in the community, yeah. those changes, than anything else that's, that lately and that's basically when Bungie admitted to adding a skill-based matchmaking system without telling anybody, right, denying right. it outright and then saying, oh, Maya cool, we lied. <laughs>
3: I mean those these changes came out in three different waves I believe as well.
2: Yeah, the first one was control in December and then they started rolling them out um onto
0: different uh different crucible right lists. And
2: everybody's theorizing it happened around the time that they sent out uh, the update for SRL mm-hmm. because that's when people really started noticing it. It's
3: and, uh, also when people started seeing the ELO rating on their uh, Destiny tracker.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. So, ever since then, like, at first everybody was like, oh, it's just, you know, it's, it's stupid uh, SRL, you know, once, once SRL is, is, is over and done with, we're going to have good matchmaking. Oops, that didn't happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, they even, they straight up said like, oh, it's, it's SRL, Yeah, you know, when it's done, the, the lag will be gone, you know.
2: Yeah, that, that, it's that was- just People
0: just, the laggy people are there, everyone else is in SRL.
2: Yeah, that, that was a crack of crap. Yep. I, I, for something like this, Bungie should have looked at 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 another Activision property, Call of Duty, because when they implemented their version of what is it, uh, skill based matchmaking, it took took them two weeks to quickly reverse that and be like, "Uh, we're sorry, we won't do that ever again."
3: I mean, also, um, in. In that example you use for call of duty. I mean, there's been so many different call of duty games and they've had so much time to nail that product Mm -hmm. they've had God, I can't even name, like give you a number off the top of my head off like eight, nine call of duty games. They've had so much time to perfect that Mm -hmm. formula. They've had so much time to perfect the tools used to tweak that code to tweak that product. Obviously destiny is the first of its kind. Mm Hmm. From Bungie, so obviously they're still learning from those you changes.
0: You gotta give them the benefit of the doubt. Come on, I mean, this is com- this is a completely new um, IP for them. Yeah, exactly. And it's just they—they they aren't gonna be like they're not gonna be to make the game perfect because it already had a lot of problems to begin with, and
2: then.
1: But it's all the pro- be-
2: but it's because of those problems that that they can't make. Huge errors like this you mm-hmm. cannot if you if you see it in multiple situations all around match uh, uh skill based matchmaking does not work, and then you go and implement it in this game, flat out deny it, and then tell the community, hey we implemented skill based matchmaking sorry mm-hmm. that that's sorry. that's unforgivable i mean you already had a situation where they, with, with the weapon rebalancing, and yeah, I can understand that as a, as, a, as a mistake, where they said, oh, all auto rifles are getting point, uh, what is it, 3%, 4%, oh, 7%. It, was like, it wasn't an 8% buff for fast
0: um, firing?
3: It,
2: it, it, was yeah. like, it was like 3, 6, and 8, something like that, and, mm-hmm. and then they were like, oh, sorry, we really <laughs> meant 0.03, point oh three point oh <laughs> yeah. 0.04. Yeah. It's like, at a certain point, nobody's gonna believe you in your mm-hmm. in what you're saying and that just drives people to other games. Yeah. You they're constantly this is another going back to the whole thing with the CEO, this lack yeah. of transparency. This this is these are issues that they're having with their community mm-hmm. which is causing the product to look bad, which is causing the the trust in that in that leadership to falter. Mm-hmm. We already have reports that development teams don't know what the, the the promotional team is doing they don't know what the pvp is doing they don't know what this is doing messages about delays are, are going on half a team the other half doesn't know what's going on mm-hmm. I mean, that's they don't have a run
3: well from that employee isn't it that was on reddit
2: but, you, is that what you're referring to none well not just that but it, it, other articles are reporting the same thing that 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 one about the employee from uh, on reddit that that hasn't been confirmed but it doesn't seem too off base to be honest i'm I'm no. i read it and i was like seems very very believable right and right. the fact that that bungie really hasn't commented on it or, or or said anything about it or shot it down yeah wait
3: what was uh what did the the
0: the developer or employee on reddit say I, it was, never
3: it, was it was basically a confession um of how things were being run over at Bungie from a current employee who has obviously stayed anonymous for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. He was just going on about how they've got no lack of direction and that mm-hmm. there's no real, there's no real target they're going for. Like everything they're working on is just completely changed on a week to week basis and they don't know whether they're coming or going basically.
0: Yeah, but that's it's just a, you got to look back at the CEO, like Jorge said, like it, the Lack in leadership, kind of, makes a little a tri- uh, a trickle effect or a ripple effect down into the into yeah. the developers. Like, if you don't have a good leader, you're not gonna, like, you're not gonna pull through in the end. Come on,
2: right. So basically, what the the unconfirmed Reddit, which doesn't seem too off base, is basically that the the employee that works at Bungie. Doesn't we don't know what department he works at or whatever he is. Mm-hmm. Basically, said that he's upset at the community because you guys are don't understand basically mm-hmm. um, that there's a lot of stuff that they want to talk about that they can't talk <clears throat> about, and that because of all these stupid things that are going on, uh, that it's a, it's affecting their their pay, all this stuff. Um, he mentioned because they didn't get bonuses like they would have gotten for Halo or whatever that Mm -hmm. a lot of them basically left that they couldn't Mm -hmm. couldn't get money. Um, there's uh, the TLDR that he put down, no DLCs now are because of lack of money in the honeypot and because we've only budgeted up to three people for the live team. Wow. it, it, in, in addition to all that stuff it, it, talking about how, why it's taking so long for the next game and he's not surprised that, that the game was delayed because of all this stuff that they have to implement um, it just it, 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 it's it if, gets you thinking I mean I think that's
3: like a perfect segue to go into how the developers are using that time and what they could be spending it on I'm talking about the assets we already have in the game, the old raids, making them relevant again. I mean, is this something you believe that, you should, that we should be seeing? Should we see a year two version of CrotaZen? Should we see a year two version of Volta Glass? Is there assets that are currently in the game that they could update that would take them you know, a smaller amount of time to implement that would give everyone a better you know, gaming life as it is in destiny is but that's something you guys would see to be yeah. a good thing
2: but update but, in which way
3: like but, upgrade update the, the gear drops or maybe a taken version of of oh, Kroger, a taken version of Atheon, just that one boss fight or different implements or just implementing taken into those raids and then obviously seeing gear drops up to 320 is that something you'd like to see
0: no because uh if they do that those Raid weapons were extremely overpowered. Like they were just so powerful, especially like, okay, for me, Fatebringer, obviously for everyone, base for everyone, but the Praetis Revenge and well, everything in the, uh, in the vault of glass, except for the rocket launcher was really, really, really good.
2: And even then so, the rocket launcher was decent.
0: Yeah. For the time. But the thing is, if they implement it, we're not going to have those exact gear drops. And like, are you really going to use them over? Like, let's say if you get the, um, the Atheon's or something,
3: uh, are you really going to use that over like another primary, a better primary? Yeah. Maybe not those same gear drops then, but maybe something that could, um, Bring the infusion level, like the light level of one piece of gear, up to up to 420 a higher. Four twenty
0: ghost. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it. Okay, I, I get that, but then you have to dedicate manpower to that, and oh
3: yeah, obviously.
0: Yeah, like they're already like bogged down with all the other stuff they have to do. Like, are you really gonna separate some other pe- some of the people working on that, to go work on something that's already been done?
2: Like. <laughs> Here, here's the thing, the only way I can honestly see them updating those things
1: mm-hmm.
2: and not affecting current um, assets for, for, the, for year two mm-hmm. is to basically, if you're gonna bring up year, year one weapons raid weapons you're gonna have to change a whole bunch of things with regards to the fire rate, the impact um the the stats everything has to basically be changed. would Creatus revenge. No, not not even that. It's just <laughs> what I mean. What I mean. What I mean by that is this: all the raid weapons from from taking from uh, I keep saying taking king from King's Fall, with the exception of the LMG, are okay. Mm-hmm. They're not top of the road. They're not all that special. They have very limited applications mm-hmm. with the possible exception of Duma Chelchis. you can use in a lot of spa- a lot of places because it's a scout rifle.
3: I think the pulse rifle is a good drop as well personally for me. I
2: mean, I've, I've used it quite a lot. It, it, yeah, it's, when, um, it's not terrible but it, 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 it has very… It, force it, between, between the two weapons, you're probably more likely to use a scout rifle. So if you if you have just okay weapons, and then you go back, and you have a, uh, and then you decide to bring up, you know, uh, vision of confluence, Fang of Eryu, Atheans Epilogue, uh, uh, Oversoul Edict, all that stuff, mm-hmm. you can't have the exact same stats. You just cannot because then you prov- then you 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 have the same situation that you had in yeah. in uh what's it called the, the the house of wolves where nobody used house of wolves weapons everybody was using vault of glass weapons and then the occasional uh what is it crota's end weapon
3: mm-hmm. oh yeah that was the perfect loadout for everyone fatebringer blackhammer galahorn exactly uh, the only that's like the pve loadout it, <laughs> of of the entire Four.
2: Three
3: DLCs, well, <laughs> yeah, Miller
2: in the first two DLCs. That's all anyone ran. So if you have that, then you're going to be running the same situation. You would basically have to remove all elemental damage from primaries. You would have to make it so that you have rotating perks on the the raid weapons.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, they could still have the their, their raid-specific perk, for example, extra damage to oracles. Or uh, does ec- I forget what the other ones were? I think it was extra damage. To- I mean,
3: you do have avenues to get a vision of confluence clone. You do have avenues to get a fate bringer clone.
2: Right. I mean, you do have the Amargo
3: loop from the Vex strikes, and you do have the Treads upon Stars, I believe, which is the vision of confluence. Right. Kind of ish clone, which uh, obviously you have to roll them perfectly <laughs> to get them how you want them. But I mean. There are substitutes that exist.
2: Yeah. For, right. But, but if, if you bring up the assets from year one, you're going to run into situations where they're going to be too powerful for the current game. I mean, if, if everybody's running around with vision, if, I can tell you right now, vision of confluence in, in year two... A year two version with the exact same stats of zen moment and full auto would boat race just about every other scout rifle in the game with the possible exception of uh the one from dead orbit on jerry that's awful the, that would the, it would just it, it would just it would melt faces and there's nothing anybody could do about it because its stats were were just that now if you had one with Slightly worse stats, like range or you know slower fire rate, but higher impact. And then you the, had the, the rotating perks. It would probably bounce better out. But as as they are right now, I mean, the year two Fatebringer. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> it, it would just it would destroy everything. And I and I and I want people to get rewarded for um for doing raids and getting these raid primaries and stuff. But at the same time. It can't come at the cost of new assets.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. I completely agree. And, and I mean, if they tweaked those weapons, then maybe it'd be feasible. But that, that goes back into Alan's comment as well. Is it worth them doing? Is, is it worth spending the manpower on it to do so? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we've got to kind of look at Destiny as a product now and kind of understand and you know, admit that that game is pretty much done. You know, there's no more DLCs coming out. There's going to be timed events, but that game is basically at completion state. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be much added to it. You know, if you're someone that's playing the the game, hoping for that big DLC drop, it's just simply not going to happen.
2: Here's... I'm sorry, go ahead.
3: And, and, you know, they they have announced that, but I mean, the reason we play the game is because we like it, we enjoy it. And we're just, you know, waiting for the next big thing, really.
2: Here's the unfortunate thing. I think based on my gut feeling due to due to situations with Destiny Two, I think Destiny one is not done. I would have been on board with that statement of of Destiny One being done if it wasn't for the fact that Destiny two may be delayed.
3: Yeah, okay. Yeah, from that
2: standpoint uh, And I guarantee you that Activision told Bungie there must be a release this fall. No if-ands or buts.
3: Yeah, the whole statement's a bit like just weird. Anyway, I mean, how can you delay something you've not announced? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, sorry, guys. By the way, you you know, you're gonna have to wait an extra five years for my wedding that I've not even announced or planned <laughs> for yet. Like, <laughs> the community don't didn't have a set date to begin with. So to say that it's been delayed. Is is bizarre anyway. Obviously we knew it was coming. It was you know it was plain to see there was gonna be a second iteration of that game. But it's weird it's bizarre even to get a an official statement from Bungie saying it's been delayed, even but though there's no actual date.
0: There was no actual um like there's no statement from Bungie, like an official statement. It's isn't it all speculation?
3: It is speculation. Mm-hmm. All the major gaming companies have re- done an article on it though i mean even IGN have done an article on it all the reputable gaming companies have done but it but it all
0: started from the uh
3: was it Kotaku article
0: or yep. the Kotaku. yeah it was the Kotaku article they they were the first ones and then all the other ones just saw that news and and started making articles on it well, I I mean. well, I mean, well,
2: here's the thing, like IGN didn't start making an article and they, 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 they looked at that and they were getting questions, they were like, mm-hmm. we're not going to report on it until we have more information. Exactly. The yeah. fact that they started reporting on it is why there's a little familiar. bit of… of there's uh, there's of, got to have
3: been some information, that, I mean, some, a, a company as big as IGN, as reputable as IGN, if they hear a story, they'll investigate it, if there's no truth to it, they will not proceed on making an article about it. So there has to be some level of truth to that
2: article. Right. Now, to, to comment on what you said about, okay, there's no game that was announced, but there has to be a certain amount of, even if there's not an actual game, there has to be a certain amount of updates and big updates based on history. And if they choose not to release something, Based on history, I mean, that's what happened this year when there was nothing released during the, the phase for uh, the Dark Below, there was no Dark Below level update for year two, mm-hmm. people are going to start questioning. People are going to start you know, going in there and saying, well, last year we had Dark Below, this year we have SRL? <laughs> it's like, where, where's, where's the content, where, where's the stuff that, that we were expecting? Um, Part of me wishes SRL was in a monthly loop
3: anyway, like Iron Banner. It'd be nice to see something where you've got an event every week. So Iron Banner's obviously what, once every month as it is. And then maybe SRL's the next week after Iron Banner. And then the next week after that, there's something else. I mean, just having like a, you know a four weekly loop. I mean, you do kind of get that with the raid like the challenge modes use a different challenge mode every week that's nice i like that i like you know getting those guaranteed 320 drops and it would be nice to, you know this i don't understand putting all that work into srl for it just to be a one-time event that we're not going to see or we could probably will see it again i'm not saying we'll never see it again it would be nice to have that in a monthly loop
0: so like iron banner one week and then for the rest of the three weeks up until iron banner
3: SRL events, yeah, yeah. So you've got one week Iron Banner, yeah. second week SRL, third week whatever, fourth mm-hmm. week whatever, and then do it in a four-weekly loop.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Um. All right. So back to the original uh, uh, topic because we kind of went off in a different direction. Oh yeah. About the uh, <laughs> which the- we always seem to do. Because <laughs> we definitely talked about the lack of transparency and how it's affecting the game. And we, we, we talked about, about, their, their, about the whole testing. Mm-hmm. They said that they're going to be more tra- uh, transparent in the future and that they're going to be, keep us more in the loop. Mm-hmm. But this is unfortunately the, an, another example, many examples of, of Bungie not really delivering on what they say, where they, they said that they're not going to be doing this and they do. Yeah, and, right. new management, new, new Bungie. And and I really hope that's the case, but until they actually figure out what's going on for mm-hmm. the rest of the year and until we... Because it, it'd be one thing if we got one of these stories and we can quickly dismiss it, but we're constantly getting stories of employees who don't know what's going on and they're saying like anonymously, hey, well, I don't know, this game looks kind of weird now. Mm-hmm. It's not like what what I signed up for yeah you uh
0: you're not going to believe it until they actually do it.
2: Right. Um,
0: yeah uh what? Oh,
2: sorry
0: Okay, so uh, the testing and gathering of the information of the crucible data right now, I think that and the fact that they told us that they're, uh, they're going to do it is a step in the right direction, but they need to show a lot more than just that.
2: like in terms of In terms of the whole,
0: uh, them, uh, them telling us, yeah, we did it. Yeah. We're really sorry about that. And then from now, like we start, we're starting to, um, to tell you guys that we are making changes to the crucible for your own, for your benefit. Um, and that in the past week they've been changing. They've been changing the Iron Banner for the players, right? For there not to be as much lag. And them telling us that is a step in the right direction. Them telling us that they're going to implement that system into the rest of the Crucible is a step in the right direction. And they need to keep going that way so that we can start uh, trusting them again.
2: I, I Unfortunately, at this, at this point, I think for a lot of people... They, they, especially with the, with the division beta that came out, a lot of people were looking for an out, and they got it with the division. Yeah. Although I've seen a lot of people come back, I, I, I'm not trying to poo poo the game. I, I haven't played it, but I, I, I have heard a lot of people just saying it wasn't what they expected, and they left. Mm-hmm. Um. So it, it looks like Destiny players keep looking for that out, and they can't mm-hmm. find it, which is weird. Because you, you, you would think by now, was... like, if, if all these different companies had plans, like, they, they see the whole shooter MMO style is something that players are looking for. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and they, because of whatever it is, they can't properly deliver on it. And Bungie's what? been the most successful at delivering it. Like, they would make changes based on those things and, and it just, it doesn't seem like any of them are really catching on. Mm-hmm. So, what
3: I find as well, it's um it's kind of a weird mentality with a lot of Destiny players, I mean, obviously we enjoy the game, we play it a lot, we play it every week, mostly on resets, get all our stuff done. It's weird for, you know, I think the majority of players to be kind of wanting that game to finally pull them away from this one. Mm-hmm. and. I'm just, I'm just hoping that the second product will deliver on that. I really do.
0: Did you guys read the, uh, I believe it was Forbes article on now is, the, now is the best time to get out of Destiny? Yeah, yes. pa- Paul Tassi yeah. needs yeah.
2: to shut his fat face up. Okay? <laughs> Everything about Paul Tassi, when, when he report, did that one report that he had to retract, I was like, see, you, you need to stop being the fanboy that you are and do actual reporting. He, he annoys me cuz <laughs> well, all he he, well, he admitted just as much that half of his destiny articles are clickbait. Yeah, that is true. Why? It's like oh, if it just, just that 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 automatically removes you from being a reputable source. If you're going to constantly do clickbait Like, now's as good a time as any to to get away from Destiny, even though it's been the only thing I've been writing about for the past seven
3: months. (laughs) I mean, personally, from my point of view, if you want to quit Destiny, if you really want to quit it, then, then quit. There's nothing stopping you. If you're not enjoying the game, then please do so. Come back to it after you've played a couple more games. Give yourself a break to, you know, finally finish Tomb Raider. To finally, you know, finish another game that you've You've, you've bought and you've not actually played. Oh, I have three cellophane games <laughs> on my <laughs> shelf where I've bought them and I've not completed them. Halo 5 Guardians, not touched it. New Team Raider game on Xbox, not touched it. And I've only recently picked up Blood uh, Bloodborne. I know, shocker. Wow. I still haven't played that because the game keeps pulling me back in and I currently enjoy it. And I, I, I will continue to enjoy it. And the fact that the community behind the game reinforces the fact that I want to play it. I want mm-hmm. to get on. I want to help these people do these things for the first time. We, you know, me and Hore, we you know we run people through the raids every week, you know, constantly getting new newbies to come through, you know, people that haven't had any success with the game. And for once, they're at a point where they're finally enjoying the game. They've got an avenue to to play the content they've been wanting to play so desperately. And they now have that avenue to play it. And for me, that's reward in itself. And that promotes me wanting to play the game. Mm -hmm.
2: So let's go ahead and talk about the, the last, uh, topic, um, for the podcast. And that's the use of game assets to change things up in small ways and their lack of, um,
3: I mean, we've obviously touched base a little bit on this with the raids, but obviously we can go a bit more in depth.
2: Right. I, I mean, the, the the problem with the raids is you change those things, people are going to expect that they that you change the the loot, the loot drops. Mm-hmm. Um. My big thing is you have uh, you, again. I know I mentioned it before. You have all this this unused area in the game. that You could easily create some sort of war or, or something going on, especially on Mars. It, like some sort of cool story mission where you're going in and like one final, final last gasp of breath from the House of Wolves going up against the Cabal, let's say you have all these, you know, taken skiffs come in they're dropping off characters and you have all these different cabal drop ships dropping off characters like it'd be cool for that if like some sort of story mission that involved that and just use assets like like fighting over the portal to go to the to the uh what's it called the black garden something or and they're just not using these assets and it'd be cool if they could do story missions that lead up to future dlc or something get it people excited
0: cool. it would be cool but then that goes back to my earlier statement that if they use use assets on that they're taking away more assets from future uh from future
2: content mm, not i'm not really because it would be using the Unless same they're focusing that it'd be using the same characters and, and stuff the only thing that they would have to add would be had some voice dialogue but they're already recording stuff for the new game
3: hmm i mean hey you say the fawn might be coming back you know the uh the little valentine's thing you might be able to get the rose <laughs> oh the, my god reward. that would be cool oh that god. would be awesome that would tie instead in of
0: up. uh instead of it being a crap gun it oh well, it's a really crap gun in crucible but you fire on someone in pve and it heals them <laughs> <laughs> oh my god actually you know what healing over
2: time. That I could actually see being a very important perk to have. Yeah. Having I somebody was, be, be I, a supporter.
0: Mm-hmm. The... Uh, wasn't... Bef- before the, uh, the Thorn was the Thorn, it was the Rose, wasn't was it? Was the
3: Rose, yep. yeah. Yeah. The Thorn is a corrupted version of the Rose. Yeah. Then obviously he succumbed to the power of the gun. Mm-hmm.
0: It would be really cool if they implemented a little... That would be cool. They brought it back. But in uh, they bring it back that if you get the uh, the thorn from the from like let's say an engram or something, uh, and instead they increase okay over like maybe the course of a few weeks, they implement another what's that what was it? that called time gated thing? Yeah, time gated circumstance where quest. yeah, it starts you off on the road back to getting the thorn into the rose mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i would i would really really love for them to implement more uh more time-gated stuff and more story-based quests
3: yeah because that keeps the players interested come on put some, like, put some meat in the quests. put mm-hmm. some actual you know you if someone goes oh you know where'd you get that gun from and you can go well you know i had to do this 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 and this and yeah actually proud of that accomplishment uh-huh. i mean for many, Sleeper Simulant was, everyone was searching for it. The massive search for it was amazing. Mm -hmm. The getting the community together, everyone was searching tirelessly for it. And yeah, GG, just a time gate. But you know, (laughs) I think they they lost a lot of traction, but I don't believe they initially thought it would get the kind of traction that it got.
2: Yeah, They had to have though, at a certain point. People were going to look at the second game, or the second year, I'm sorry, and they were going to look, the first thing they were, they were going to look for were, okay, what are the exotics? Mm-hmm. All, the, all these big exotics they were going to look at, no matter what.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And they were, if, if they didn't expect that people were going to be looking at these things and, and being excited to get these things and finding ways to get these things, mm-hmm. they must not have paid attention to year one. <laughs> um
0: the the whole thing with time getting right now is stupid yes besides that's besides the point though
1: um it's
0: it's just pushing stuff more um more so they can like spread out content,
3: but it's, it's we, artificially lengthening the game yeah basically. but it.
0: Do they do they have any more time gates set because it's been months since we had the last one
3: For me I think Bungie's almost shown a complete hand oh. I don't think there's much more to show That's just me personally I mean I could be completely wrong and I I hope I am wrong But I mean their cards are on the table we pretty much mm-hmm. know what we've got
0: Unless they implement the the 8 exotics that are left the armor pieces into quests and they're working on that right now but have you guys seen the uh the letters on i don't know exactly what website it was on but they data mine these eight letters from each of the people in the tower the uh the vendors all that stuff um that you it was speculated by a, a few people on reddit i don't i don't remember exactly where but and but okay so the whole point with that is each letter sends you on an, a quest for that specific exotic let's say from what's the vanguard for um for the warlocks Icar
3: ikari uh, yeah
0: yeah she gives you the letter and it starts you off on the quest for the astrocyte verse, right? I believe that's what it's called.
3: Yes, so. the warlock helmet. Mm-hmm.
0: And you go on this, like this whole ordeal just to find that, that lost piece that lost exotic that was, let's say lost in a, in a battle earlier or something by some like crazy ass warlock. Just think about what all the stuff they could do with those eight exotics. Um, without time gating and
1: with time gating i I really like
0: i'm just hoping that there's more they have more cards to play in year two besides what they've already played
2: they keep saying that they do Mm -hmm. but they haven't showed it well it's not so much that they haven't showed it it's just i don't know how much more they can really add to the game using year one assets what well, social
3: networking site were they using before the Taken King came out where they were releasing pictures of all the exotics? Instagram. Oh, Instagram. Because I believe, wasn't the astro site versus one of the Instagram pictures? No. I'm going to check that real quick. I think it was. And it's kind of weird that they would... It wasn't released. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was way back right before Taken King launched, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah. Definitely. They showed.
0: Us, they've showed us the exotics. They've show. They have the perks. They're ready, but they're not in the game. So
1: what's going on with that?
2: There's 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 a lot of exotics that the the planned release for them were completely removed just because it didn't work for mm-hmm. them. <sighs> so,
0: but they could use they right now, especially they could use they could use that in so many things so many ways it's it's just difficult to wrap your head or wrap my head around that they can't release content like that like the new exotics well if they're ready
2: well the the original point of, of, of what i was was what i was bringing up wasn't so much for the the exotics and i'm, ta- I'm talking about the actual assets like the actual worlds or or like creating story missions, like what they do right now, mm-hmm. w- what they did right now with Taken King. When when you go back to stuff such as the Cosmodrome or whatever, they're using current assets. Uh, oh, okay. The, the one mission that they did for the 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 Blighted Coven, where you're fighting those three wi- uh, wizards or whatnot, and you're mm-hmm. going around in the first patrol area, and you're killing all those ads and whatnot, trying to get uh different to to kill them all. Finish that mission. Like it, it had some sort of substance.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but they didn't. But they're not doing that. Like that's what they. Like that's what people expected missions. Like a couple missions here, maybe a strike here. Mm-hmm. And we already knew that they're gonna use current assets. They weren't yeah. gonna use much more. <clears throat> um, and they haven't really been doing that. And they haven't been taking advantage of these assets. It doesn't take. It doesn't take much to have a couple enemies over here. And I'm, I'm just. Speaking hypothetically, because I don't know what it takes. I'm not a developer. I'm not a. a I'm not the, a programmer or what. Whatnot. But if they put a couple enemies over here, created a, a story mission, had some some sort of dialogue with the ghosts, who I know for a fact that Nolan North is not as ex- expensive as getting uh, the, w- w- the the speaker or, English, or the different different voice actors that they have. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I mean, he can come Wait. in, do do a couple of voice recordings. I mean, he did some stuff for SRL. Wait, who? Uh, Nolan North. I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the point of this what this race was to win. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I, I mean, he can definitely come in and do some minor recordings just mm-hmm. to, to add that way you don't have to get, like, Kate Sick or what's his name? Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. You don't have to get all these like... We have reports from commanders of all that there's been a, 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 a new fallen house setting up on the edge of the Cosmodrome. Let's go investigate.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, they, could, they could, they have to, you do bring up a really good point with them using in the assets they already have just to implement like small, like little missions or something on the side, mm-hmm. like the, the cut co- the coven mission it's they already have the like the enemies they have the uh the patrol area you could just get a few a couple level designers and just make a small a few small little a small a few small levels just to keep the community interested for a little bit longer
2: I mean, it, it, this this might be a little bit tougher because of the the, I the, mean... the game engine, but what would be very cool would be if they use the assets that they have for the Eastern Dead European Zone uh, and create a small so... mission involving that where, you, where you're where going in, it's like, we're currently in enemy territory. You do not mm-hmm. have the backing of the city. We yeah. need to know what's going on in there. We're, we're hearing loud reports of... Uh, a fallen a house. Who's preparing to invade something? Like they, they, they could create can. some sort of like 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 the the, the one level from Goldeneye where, where where you're going through the streets and like you can take corners and shortcuts and whatnot, and you're using these to try to pick up radio signals, kind of mm-hmm. like ODST, where you know that you're outmatched as the ODST, but you're going through and and, and you're you're trying to sneak around. A mission mm-hmm. like that would be kind of cool.
3: Simple thing as well is just putting the strikes, all the strikes back in the strike rotation. I mean, when's the last time you did Fogoff? When's the last time you did Sepix Prime?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Like that—that that is real estate that you have. I know, obviously, it's not putting something new into the game, mm-hmm. but the, that aspect of the game is is being lost. Yeah, Those strikes aren't in rotation. They aren't in the Nightfall rotation. But why? Why aren't they? Mm-hmm. Is it because they don't have taken variants, probably. But I mean, just yeah, put them back in the game. There's no reason to cut the content. Yeah. I mean, you
0: you already have it. But then that goes back to the point with if they put that back in the game, why don't they put the why don't they update the raids? Why don't well, they- you know, I think the that, that, that's a, are small, a bit
2: easier. Yeah, the,
3: yeah I the, think the, just putting the strikes back in rotation as they mm-hmm. are of higher level enemies is, is relatively easy to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the raids is a bit more, you know, a, yeah, there's a bit more meat to that work.
2: That coding, yeah, and it, putting the back the strikes back in there shouldn't be a, a more a, a difficult thing. Um, it, it if they decide to add taken variants, like th- that's on them. But to, like just bring everything up to level forty one or forty two for for the nightfall, and just have us like let us go back to those to those things. It just it doesn't make any sense. Um especially now that they've added those dead ghosts to the Fogoth mission.
3: And there is strike-specific loot for the Fogoth mission that is not being... There's that hunter helmet, isn't there?
0: Yeah, there's a hunter helmet that looks kind of like the... um,
3: Skyburner's annex.
0: Yeah, it looks like that, but they haven't really put Fogoth back into the rotation, and they haven't... It hasn't
3: dropped for anyone. so. Mm So... I reckon it was kind of... Maybe was in the plans for mm-hmm. them to put at least the fogoth strike in the rotation. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they but that's it. that's something that I personally miss.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh... Yeah, uh, just use current assets as, as best as possible, and and then make the make the best with it. Just, uh, some of the stuff might be a little bit more involved due to the, to the game engine that they decided to put in there that causes you to, you know, render the area for six hours just to move an item two inches, mm-hmm. which is stupid. <laughs> um, but it's just, they have to do something with with current assets and add something of that leads to the future, like hints at the future, like a, a reconnaissance mission or, or stealth mission like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool. Would be huge in terms of piquing people's interest for the future. Mm -hmm. I mean, Uh, we got hints of the future with regards to the one mission for the Cabal, where they're talking about uh, this. This went out to the head of the Cabal Empire. So you know that the Cabal Empire is going to be a huge thing in the future. mm -hmm.
0: That was the uh, the strike, right? The
2: no, it was it was it was a regular mission. The one with where you get a tip from Iraq Jalal, the dead orbit guy. And he sends us, uh, and it's a combined dead orbit Vanguard thing. And you go fight the. It's the Taken War. No uh, quest line, isn't it? Poss- it is. Possibly, I'm... I'm not sure. Yeah. But basically, the, the regular the regular reward is the black ghost shell that you get that uh, mm-hmm. that gets you glimmer from fallen. Um, and every so often it shows up as a daily as well. So I think it might be a regular story mission, considering it's a daily, but don't quote me on
3: that. No, actually, the Taken War quests unlock a mission at the end of each Taken War quest. Once you've done it, it unlocks a mission. And that's how you unlock... And you do those three to unlock the quest line for the 310 artifact originally. Mm -hmm. And those missions are in rotation for the daily. Mm -hmm. So it could be the Taken War one.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. That uh going back to your point on them adding like more stealth to them, that's the stealth mission you're talking about let's say the uh you a mission this is just like brainstorming for some reason, but the mission you go back you go into widow's court and let's say the taken are there and you're uh you're going in for reconnaissance like uh you're still you have the stealth uh, stealth mode on you're going around just like trying not to, not to get caught and you find out more about the queen. Like, let's say she's not actually dead, but she's in, uh, she basically just went to earth trying to go, um, like, I don't know, just find, find something. Just, That's, and you, yeah, yeah, just you're going in for Intel, but you find something you find something just crazy. There's one thing it. that's
3: left very unexplained. I mean, if you read up on the Grimoire, which I know not a lot of people do, you know her brother is currently on Mars. If you read the Grimoire, that's that's currently where he is. But there's it seems surprising to have that in much involvement from the Reef uh, when mm-hmm. when Oryx first showed up to not have any missions from the yeah. aftermath of that. Uh-huh. It just seems like that side of it's been completely forgotten.
0: mm-hmm yeah, there's a lot of things that they still have to address regarding that first opening scene. Yeah,
3: definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, cut, yeah, okay. We've got cut scenes. We've got a storyline. It's mm-hmm. still not very well explained.
0: Yeah. It's there.
3: You just have to add it.
1: You
0: just have yeah. to like push out, push out that storyline. It's like going back, they have going back to, uh, using game assets they have so much story to tell
3: that the, the actual storyline i'm not saying as in gameplay storyline but if as if you read the text that is given to you within the grimoire if you read in depth into that is like amazingly written like mm-hmm. beautifully written and that doesn't transpire correctly to the game Mm-hmm. And that's why I was like, oh, yeah, you know, Bunju doesn't have a storyline, but it, it yeah. really does. And it has a really in-depth and a really colorful storyline. And I really wish that would be portrayed in a better light. Like the last Word Thorn storyline. Exactly. I mean, that mm-hmm. alone is quite a compelling piece of literature and mm-hmm. to not see that aspect in gameplay is you know quite upsetting to see mm-hmm. someone's hard work just not be implemented uh-huh. as a physical thing in the game
0: i mean they tried doing that with the implementation of scanning with your yes. ghost but it's not like there it. yet
2: there's yeah. not enough stuff to scan yeah, yeah.
3: exactly it's
2: the right if, direction though
0: yeah if they went back into like older um, older content like let's say you go into the raid after an update and you can scan like some like vexed structure or something, and it gives you data on that, that would be awesome, right? What I'd, like,
3: what I'd love to see is going on from that, you find a dead ghost, okay? You don't just pick it up for the five grimoire or whatever that gives you towards your account. You pick it up, and it's like, oh, this, this ghost seems to have intact memories of uh, its previous guardian. And you mm. replay that moment back in time as that guardian through his mm. eyes. Or you can you can play that section of the game. That'd be awesome to see, mm-hmm. like a different area, comp- look completely different because mm-hmm. it's from someone else's eyes. You know, what a thousand years ago, whatever, whatever time frame it is, that would mm-hmm. be amazing.
0: Like the guardian that's dead on the moon. That you exactly. Yeah, you you go up to him, you scan him. It's just like, oh yeah, he's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you the yeah, you come to thrall.
3: Yeah, in the hive.
2: okay (laughs) let's go ahead and, and uh bring this this bad boy in uh long story short for for everything we just there has to be more that that they need to put in the game even something small and hopefully with this uh, upcoming update with uh, the the Crimson uh, Days or whatever it is, I don't care anymore, Um, they they make a future announcement or an announcement for the future because right now the whole community is not happy and they're trying to find other avenues to go. And while a lot of the community has left, I don't think a lot of them will be coming back unfortunately. It has to be something big that comes out in the future, a Destiny 2 or whatever, that completely brings back some goodwill to Bungie because its toxic environment is starting to affect people's perception of the game. Mm-hmm. People are leaving in droves. So they're not trusting Bungie. And it does not bode well for the future of the franchise. Stuff such as hiding things in the background with regards to a a crucible update a very what they might think is a minor change to basically help the game in the future is being misconstrued and it feels like a slap in the face it detracts from the experience people have in the game you cannot have things in the game that detract from an experience especially an experience that's been affected a lot lately so hopefully they take this to heart with the new CEO And they add new things for us to experience, either using in-game assets or brand new assets. Personally, I think the easiest thing would be to use in-game assets and just change things around, add new missions. That's a big summary for for today's uh, podcast. Uh, I want to thank Alan for joining us, Jamie for joining us. Uh, Alan, where can people find you at? Uh,
0: You can find me on twitter.com at escalante98. Or, you can go to my Twitch channel, uh, Escaliente, and uh, you can also find me streaming on the Technodrome Collective Twitch channel every so often.
2: And Jamie, where wow. can people find you?
3: Um, you can find me at Shadow Inferno on Xbox, that's SH4D0W space I-N-F-E-R-N-0. You can also find me on PlayStation Four as Pesh666, which is P-E-C-H-E 666. H. Um, if, you, if you if you enjoy Destiny and you want to get into raiding, you've never done it before, you want some kind of guidance, then I urge you to join the Technodrome. We have a PlayStation division headed up by Hore. We've got the Xbox division headed up by myself. We'll quite happily take on any members, whether you're you have minimal experience or a wealth of experience. Everyone is welcome. We've got something for everyone there. And yeah, we just want to pretty much make your Destiny experience much better.
2: Mm-hmm. As for the actual show, you can uh, find us on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes, Overcast for iOS, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, and Pocketcast. Uh, don't forget to listen to our sister podcast. We have Double Tap. That's it. Uh, Masho's Buttons... Uh, fighting game podcast, which is the first week of every month. We have In Orbit, obviously us, will be releasing on every Monday, every other week. We have WoW Talk, which is every other week. And we also have upcoming uh, soon, in fact, they're actually recording, if I'm not mistaken. I have to get the exact schedule. But they have a new podcast uh, for Mash Those Buttons for uh, Overwatch. I believe it's called Overcast, and they're going to be doing that podcast Opposite of Wow Talk, every other week from Wow Talk. So, go to buttons.com get a complete list of all the different podcasts that we have. Get involved with this site. Enjoy yourselves with the different games that we have there and the different commentary. Uh, you can find me at go the number two nrg on Twitter. You can find Mash Those Buttons at m t b site uh we're also on facebook.com slash mash those buttons youtube.com slash mash those buttons and you can also find the technodrome collective on facebook just do a search for the technodrome collective and you'll find one for playstation 4 one for xbox one get in contact with us there we'll go ahead and help you out getting uh rating done dailies done uh all different kinds of activities done you know, on behalf of Alan and Jamie, my name is Jorge. Thank you very much and have a great night. Out and out. Out
0: and out.